Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And if you are just joining us, it has been, or for the first time this week, we are back uh, live after what two weeks two uh, months uh, two months off two yeah and months. So it's been a but steve we got it right today man we came on with voices ringing thank you brother appreciate that that's very good hey um hi uh, we we've been talking this week about the virus taylor about the vaccine about mask um rand paul you know i have to say that rand paul has grown over me over time because i wasn't a big I mean, I, he was all right, his, his, but, you know, I just, uh, I, I've learned a lot about him over the last couple of years. You know, the fact that he was a doctor, I didn't know that. I mean, the fact that he's, I've, I've listened to him debate. I've listened to him make arguments, uh, on the floor of, of, uh, uh, Congress and, uh, up there at, uh, in the Senate. And as I listen to him, uh, you know, you can tell a lot if you listen to a lot, you know, mm-hmm. in other words, after a while, if somebody is, is presenting false information, a lot of times it, it'll start service because lies tend to lead to more lies and you eventually get caught in them. And so he's been a fairly credible witness. Sometimes I don't like what he says, but he's been consistent with the, his stances on things for the most part. And, uh, he came out today with an op-ed that, um, I, I, quite frankly, I wish some more people in the leadership of the church uh, would take this approach. Uh, I want I want to read what uh, he said, and I'll probably get feedback for this, but that's okay. Um, he, uh, hold on just a second, let me get this going. Uh, my uh, my device is messing up a little bit. Okay, so here's what he says: It's mass mandates and lockdowns. From petty tyrants, no, not again, choose freedom. Resist, they can't arrest us all. They can't keep all your kids home from school. They they can't keep every government building closed, although I've got a long list of ones that they should keep closed. He said, we don't have to accept mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can say no, not again. Speaker Pelosi, you're not going to arrest me or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our job. We have all either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. And we will not be forced into random screenings and testing so you can continue your drunk with brain uh, power over the Capitol. President Biden. We are not going to accept your agency mandates or your reported moves toward another lockdown. No one should follow the CDC. This is a doctor who has been up there in Congress who funds the CDC saying we should not follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. 
And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, uh, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come to work. No more. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, including local businesses, local YMCAs, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not any more at risk from COVID than they are from the flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to. There's no reason for mass mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind, and they're being harmed physically, psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom. We won't allow it. If a school attempts to keep children from full-time in-person, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund, another to allow parents the choice of where money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I am not a career politician. I've practiced medicine for 30-plus years. I graduated from Duke Medical School, worked in emergency rooms, studied immunology and virology, and I chose to become a surgeon. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? I've been telling everybody for the past year that Dr. Fauci and other health officials are not following science, and I've been proven right time and time again. And we can document that. If you go back and listen to our programs over on here or any other news programs that's really been following the CDC, they flip-flop. The mm-hmm. Who's flip-flopped. And he goes, I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can't go anywhere from work to events to airports to Ubers, restaurants, stores without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, for standing up for science, for standing up for freedom, standing against mandates and lockdowns and power grabs. And I just want to say this, folks, if you're listening out there, you know, Paul, Paul said, to the centurion, is it right for you to be beating me, a citizen, a Roman citizen, uncondemned? He had certain rights and privileges within his culture, and we do too. One of those is freedom. Our Constitution says that we have the freedom for what? The pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that we have that. And our, our founding fathers put that. And we have seen people take tyrannical approaches to us in the last year and use coronavirus as an excuse. Folks, there's treatment for coronavirus out there. COVID-19, the Delta variant, it doesn't matter if it's the Lambda variant. It doesn't matter which variant it is. If it's part of COVID-19, they're ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and a vast variety of other drugs that they put together can treat the diseases. Do people die? Of course they do. People die every year. Thousands and thousands of people die. Newsflash, you are going to die. You are going to die one day. There's one person and one person alone in charge of when that day is. His name is Yahweh. And and, and I'm thankful that a politician stood up and said what he said, but it's time for the church to stand up and say these things. It's not against the government when the government is going against the authority of that government, which is our Constitution. We as believers should pray for the peace of our people, and we should seek the peace of the people. How do you do that? Get involved. You know what? We have seen people get involved in school boards all over this country, 
and it is changing these school boards. They're, they, you know what? We are not going to be bullied any longer. We have a God who's bigger than their God. Our God is the God Yahweh. Their God is money, power, ego, and politics. And so it's time for us as believers, and I'm sorry, I'm on a rant, but I'm, I'm just, I'm done with, with us being sheep who are fearful when we have a shepherd who can take care of any predator out there. And I think we've forgotten that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it uh, just, it has been disappointing for me personally over the past, you know, year and more uh, to see kind of how the church has responded, not only to COVID, but how it's kind of uh, starting to splinter apart along other lines, which we're going to talk about uh, later. But I think it is time for the people who are sure in their faith to uh, start to act instead of just be passively sitting by. Right. And, you know, if there's other people who are afraid, try to uh, encourage them and remind them that our God is greater than any fears that they have. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the question. Do, do you do you not get bothered by the fact that Nancy Pelosi makes a big deal about masks, but she goes and takes her mask off whenever she wants? You see, it's not about if she really believed it was as deadly as it was, she would not do that. But the problem is all these people, and, and it's here in the local level too, leaders, everybody on the board of the YMCA to some people on the city council to the local government in schools, I heard they're still trying to force kids in Duval County School to wear a mask. You know, they're trying to force them to do it, even though our governor has said they can't. And, and it's just bullying people to be part of a process to say, we will comply and and. If you keep complying to these unreally necessary things that they're asking, and people go, well, just go along. Well, what about sharing the gospel? What if When they tell you you can't share the gospel on an airplane, are you going to abide by that? When they tell you you can't share the gospel on your neighbor, in your neighborhood, are you going to abide by that? Folks, we have freedoms that our Constitution has given us, and these freedoms are not for our personal benefit. They're for the glory of God. People are being harmed by some of these policies that are enacted. Suicide rates are up. The, the, the masks are ridiculous. Look at the kids. The kids who are, I, I go in, I see all these kids who are two to seven or eight wearing masks. It's ridiculous. They don't need to wear the mask. And, and people are making a lot of claims out there that they don't have science to back them up. And if you ask people, even that we're dealing with on a daily basis, that say uh, we we you know people say yeah but you can catch COVID twice really what what scientific data are you basing that on what medical studies have you uh, studied to know that because I've talked to people uh, who I've personally known for over thirty years who have studied virology who've studied these things and this is what they say and how does that compare to what you say oh yeah but the CDC says this. The CDC is not a bastion of truth. I can tell you that. We've seen that just in the last year and a half. So, uh, I'm, uh, okay, rant's officially over. <laughs> no, I think it's good, and uh, I think we need to realize as Christians that a lot of our institutions uh, that we once held as being trustworthy are you know, playing politics, and I think that should uh, uh, factor into the equations and the decisions we make. All right, we will be back with more after the break. You can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. That is Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we took the first segment to talk a little bit about COVID and uh, kind of some of the public policy decisions that are being made and how we as a church should be responding, how we as Christians, as followers of Christ should be responding. That's really what we've been talking about since we came back on Monday. We're also talking about uh, critical race theory, which we'll be continuing to talk about throughout uh, the course of this month. And there again is another big challenge uh, for the church and something that we as Christians should uh, be aware of and know how to respond to. Yeah, and and it's in the news almost on a daily basis. Uh, up in um, uh, Philadelphia, there was a school board meeting where their Iranian mother uh, was there, allowing uh, her. You know, she had her time at the mic. You know, in these school board meetings, a lot of times the uh, parents get to say stuff, and so she was saying, and uh, the uh, <laughs> she says, "My motherland was ravaged by communism," and she starts going into that because she's Iranian, right? And uh, she was slamming CRT, and the board president got up and came and took the microphone from her. Oh. Didn't give her her time. And she, you know, I mean, like, uh, because people want to silence you uh, for speaking out against this. And, you know, so, again, uh, Owen Strand, S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N, wrote a book called Christianity and Wokeness, uh, we're going to be quoting from that and talking about that. He did a conference this summer that I believe you can see now on the Salem Now app uh, called Wokeness and the Gospel. Tommy Nelson, who's been a frequent guest on here, um, also a Daryl Harrison uh, of uh, Just Thinking Podcast was there, and Owen Strand, they spoke about this, did a great two-day conference, and uh, you can see it for free now. I think it's uh, – readily downloadable on there and uh, you can see what they said but yesterday we kind of finished with uh, what Owen Strand 
called wokeness, like how he defined it. He used seven different um, kind of identifiers, com, you know, key commitments. He calls them to wokeness. Uh, one of them is that the world is divided into two categories, not sinners and redeemed uh, or, or you know, saints and unredeemed, but to oppressors and oppressed. Uh, number two, a major form of oppression today comes from whiteness. This is specific right now in our culture, although it is gaining traction even in other cultures. And just to put it, whiteness is not merely the color of skin, but as uh, posted uh, last year, and I can't remember which place, being on time is considered a form of whiteness. So two whiteness. plus two equal four is also a form yeah. of whiteness. It's a it's a whole concept or belief. It's a way of thinking uh, that is ascribed to people with less melanin, that their structure, I guess. Is I would what. say it is a, a way to racialize the aspects of our culture, because really what they're talking about is is the Western culture. Yeah, yeah it is. It is Western. Uh, number three, whiteness is not a neutral system, but it creates a culture of white supremacy that most benefits white people and others who fail to challenge it. So th- these are key commitments of wokeness fourth is the evils of this culture show up in disparity between groups which reveals inequities which reveals injustice so basically we have injustice because of inequity and we have inequity because of disparity and the disparity comes from oppressors and oppressed Uh, fifth white supremacy must be vigorously opposed through social justice anti-racism and the targeting of white privilege and uh, sixth, more broadly, any form of privilege and oppression stemming from heteronormative white capitalistic patriarchal structures must be opposed. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? And then seven, we can create a just, fair, diverse, and inclusive society grounded in equality of outcome by targeting, targeting inequities through political, legal, cultural, and physical means so that inequitable authority is deprivileged and minority groups are empowered. So it's basically to deconstruct what we have in America right here. That's the goal of CRT. But uh, I love what Vody Bauckham says. And by the way, uh, you, you have two groups within, you know, the, the what I would call the major evangelical culture of America, le- leaders, uh, people on one side, you have uh, uh, the Biddy, Anna Annabelle, uh, Tim Keller, Russell Moore, the Southern Baptist Convention, not all. Tom Askell would not be in this group, uh, but there are a large number within the Southern Baptist Convention. The Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, the Nine Marks uh, Group, the Gospel Coalition, and Together for the Gospel. Uh, some of these have been traditionally very conservative, but they have been sucked in, and they're uh, being identified now with critical social justice on one side of the fault. And then on the other side, you have John MacArthur, Tom Askell, who we had at our retreat. He'll be our guest Thursday tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yes, yeah, tomorrow. Yes, yeah, hard mm-hmm. to believe we're already at Thursday. So he'll be our guest tomorrow. And it, I, I really want to encourage you uh, to have your friends tune in because he's going to give some real inside scoop on what happened with the SBC on this whole critical theory thing. Owen Strand, Douglas Wilson, and even R.C. Sproul, the late R.C. Sproul, they're on the other side. And there are two groups. Now, the first group is not, you know, they're not trying to seek the downfall of our country. I I think, uh, you know, they're sympathetic to desire and their desire to fight what they see as injustice. 
you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't think their intentions are bad, but they've gotten sucked into the vortex of it. And as, and they've, they're, they're doing what's what I would call woke light or social justice light. Yeah. Um, but, uh, MacArthur calls it the greatest threat. Like I said yesterday to the gospel being shared here in America in our lifetime. And, um, that's really what they see on the horizon. But the biggest problem we have in our country is not growing ethnic tension or political tension. The biggest problem in our have, the main problem is um, that we've gotten away from Jesus in the church. And when I speak about problem, that's what I'm talking about within the church. We, We are not really getting that out there. Christians uh, who forget uh, that Jesus is the one that brings us together from like, uh, you know, Ephesians chapter two, where he says he, he did away and he made it possible for us to have peace. He did away with the division. When we forget that, um, I, I think we grow right into the uh, battle of white versus black or Democrat versus Republican. It doesn't matter what it is. We get sucked into that. And, uh, our problem really is social justice versus biblical justice. And I think we need to be more focused on biblical justice. So when people want to start talking to you about social justice, if you're a believer, you should approach it from the standpoint of, of asking them a question. Can I ask you why you feel that way? Like, what are you basing that on? Cause I want to understand what you're saying. And then, um, and, and then find out the basis for what they're saying. You certainly want to understand what they're real. Like, what is social justice to you? What does that mean? Because I think there are some legitimate complaints by certain people in our culture that they have been mistreated. I do know people that um, have had bad encounters with police officers, but and and they mistreated them because of the color of their skin or at least that's what they communicated in their verbal interaction. But that doesn't mean that every police officer is that way. It doesn't mean the whole system. You were in police training. You went to the academy. I mean, do you, did you see them disparage black people as a whole? Were you all taught at the academy that if somebody's black that you've got to go after them? No. Yeah, that, and I wasn't taught that at the FBI either. In fact, but you know what we were taught? We were taught that if... If there are Middle Eastern terrorists who are bombing places in America, that it's okay for you to look at Middle Eastern people that come into the country that want flying lessons <laughs> a little more suspect than you would a Caucasian who comes from France. That that's just normal police work. There's not if if there's a high crime area of drug activity in the inner city and it's predominantly a black area. And there's been a pattern of drugs going on in a neighborhood close to there. It would not be uh, racist to think that that might have something to do with that. There's a lot of drug activity over in the other neighborhood. But we've colluded all that stuff together now because social justice says, well, it's we just blanket everybody. And we don't I don't look at everybody as being bad because of a color of their skin. Um, but, you know, you. Uh, I didn't get into it yesterday. I will get into it in a, probably the next segment where we talk about the traps. Remember I talked about the traps at the end of the program? 
that basically you can't win. If you say I'm not a racist, you are racist because you're not acknowledging you're mm-hmm. a racist. So there's really no way to win in these arguments. Except for to <laughs> adhere to their... To whatever yeah. they say. Mm-hmm. And this is also the problem with the mandates and all the stuff. We are becoming a culture that is being set up, folks, I believe, for the Antichrist because uh, we're, we're all being moved to being controlled and being tribal and all these different things that uh, that really conflict with the Bible. And I'm going to share some verses during the third and fourth segment today from Psalms that hopefully will remind you that our God, Yahweh, is the one true living God, and he is more powerful than any force on the face of the earth. And the other thing that we, we know from Scripture is this world is going to be destroyed, right? So you can try to save the planet all you want. It ain't going to happen. All these climate changers, they need to go to heart changers. They need to change their name to heart changers and try to change the hearts of the people that live in the world because you can't save the world. The world is going to be destroyed one day uh, if what God says in his word is true, and I believe it is. Yeah, you know, I wanted to make a point about uh, Vody Bakum, that list of people that he said that were lining up with uh, woke. Uh, he, he mentions in that that, you know, he is talking about people who had been, uh, you know, strong on issues of the gospel in the past and who are now starting to falter in differentiating that between people who are uh, maybe more progressive in the church and have abandoned sound doctrine yeah. uh, in the first place. So those are people that, you know, have been orthodox in their thinking for a long time who are being swept up in this. So that that's showing how dangerous uh, uh, and a uh, ideology it is and how tricky it is and how people fall into those pitfalls that you were talking about and that we're going to get into in the next sec- uh, yeah. section. Yeah, he he uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't condemn them. He's just saying he feels like they've been kind of led astray a little bit from yeah. the simplicity mm-hmm. of devotion to Christ. Yeah. So. All right, we are up against the news break, so we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug. D-O-U-G at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to take this time to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you listening here locally at 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Radio that was Rescuer by Ren Collective. If you are just joining us, we are uh, talking about CRT this month. Uh, and what's CRT? Critical race theory, and we're also talking about uh, wokeness and how uh, that is uh, 
being played out, how that's infecting the church. If you have any questions, you want to join the conversation, um, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. We would love to have you uh, call in and hear what you have to say because, you know, this is a very uh, important topic and one that maybe we haven't uh, been too cognizant of uh, as a as a church body as a whole, but it is something that is going to get contentious and it's going to get ugly. And it's going to get worse for sure. Yeah, and it's it's there's ugly aspects of it on, of it going on now, um, besmirching um, people based off of what they say, and uh, I think we need to be aware of that and need to try to strive for unity, um, but not above the truth of the gospel. Uh, and I want to remind our listeners that tomorrow we're going to have Tom Askell on. Tom is a pastor down in Cape Coral, Florida. He did our retreat this past week at Grace Baptist Church. Uh, and uh, he is the executive director uh, of Founders Ministries. That's a ministry Vody Bauckham serves with over in Africa. And um, he has uh, been an adjunct professor both at New Orleans Seminary, Southeastern at Covenant, a reformed Baptist seminary and also reformed theological seminary uh, down in Orlando. Um, and uh, he has uh, been a teaching fellow of the Nicole Institute of Baptist Studies at RTS in Orlando as well. So uh, he's going to be our guest tomorrow. He was very involved in um, the 2021 Southern Baptist Convention, uh, and he will give us a lot of insight there's been a lot of controversy. The current SBC president, by the way, the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest denomination in the U.S. And uh, he is uh, the the guy who was elected president was not the choice that Tom would have made. There was two people, one who was fairly conservative in regards to Scripture, CRT, uh, uh, you know, women preaching uh, and being elders or pastors in the church. Uh, more conservative as it relates to scripture. And then there was another guy, Ed Linton, who wasn't, and Ed Linton got uh, um, elected. There were some false rumors spread about the conservative candidate, and there was a lot of, and this is all within the church stuff too, which is very disheartening, but he's going to give us a lot of insight into that tomorrow. Wasn't there uh, instances of refusing to let certain people speak? Oh, yeah, they didn't even, he didn't even get to ask questions there. Because it didn't fit the narrative. And and that's one of the things that we're seeing is this cancel culture has hit the church. And, you know, if you – we should be able to have dialogue. You know, if you don't agree with me, that's okay. If we don't agree, but let's talk about it. And and some things we can agree to disagree on, and but we, we should be able to have a voice when you silence people. And that's a trend that we're seeing in churches – and denominations and ministries uh, in our world around us, the opposing viewpoint is not given a voice, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, social media, whatever. And now we're seeing hit pieces go out. And I was sharing with you earlier, um, Vody Bauckham uh, released this book. I think he released it back in May, maybe June. And now all of a sudden there's a charge of plagiarism coming against the book. Because Ed Litton, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, was uh, exposed as somebody who plagiarized sermons from J.D. Greer, who is a former past president of the Southern Baptist Convention. And Vody 
had was asked about that and he talked about plagiarism and and it didn't bode well for what you might have thought about ed linton as far as like if he did that and so uh now there's a hit piece on him about Vody and that he fabricated information in there and Vody uh did not fabricate information in the book Vody i've known Vody for a long time i don't believe with all my heart that he would fabricate anything uh, for that, you know, that's just, but yeah. that's where our culture is. And, and just so people are aware, the, the person who critiqued and said that he uh, mischaracterized someone else, uh, basically what he said is that he put words in someone else's mouth. But uh, this guy who uh, said it, his name is Joel McDermott, um, he claims that, you know, he he basically gave attributed a quote to someone who didn't have it, but he he doesn't know that other person. The person who was said to have said the quote has not come out and said, I never said that. Um, you know, so it's he's saying, oh, I've, I've read all this stuff. He's never said that in anything I've read. Well, that doesn't mean that you've seen everything. And then he also uh, claims that he plagiarized uh, James Lindsay, which in the book. Uh, he gives credit to James yeah. Lindsay. So it is really an it's, a, it's attack, just a hit you know? piece mm-hmm. because here's the thing. You know what? People aren't going to read the article. Yeah. What they're going to see is they're going to see the headline because – uh, you can make an allegation against somebody now and and tarnish them mm-hmm. to where the, oh they just dismiss it and and that's what they're trying to do. And the publisher for the book came out and said that we what, stand with voting. Yeah, and that the critique was a stylistic cr- uh, critique rather than anything about content. So basically, what they're saying is that in academic papers, you you cite things one way, and what, when you're writing for the general public, you cite it another way. And so the 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 uh, it was author. not an academic writing. Yeah, was was saying it needed to be uh, uh, cited at in a way an academic paper is, which is really more of a stylistic uh, critique it, than anything. It, it is, and and so they Vody has written a good book. I highly encourage you to read it. It's called Fault Lines: The Social Justice Movement and Evangelicalism's Looming Catastrophe, and then Christianity and Wokeness. And I want to go back to a quote from Christianity and Wokeness, kind of long quote, but it's also he talks about these traps. Uh, of wokeness and it was by a guy named john mcwhorter um uh, he calls third wave anti-racism and he said these are the ironies of woke ideology uh that means that this system's ideas ultimately translate into nothing Mm. now think about what he just said so what he's saying is these ideas are all a part of wokeism When black people say you have insulted them, apologize with profound sincerity and guilt, but don't put black people in a position where you expect them to forgive you. They have dealt with too much to be expected to. See, and this is what Vody says in his book, that the problem with uh, Abraham X. Kendi's anti-racism is it's not about forgiveness. There is no forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I mean, and because... Every person listening to my voice right now, do you know that you are guilty of the greatest conspiracy in the history of the world? Because Jesus Christ died for you and for me, and we're guilty of the death of Christ. There's no greater sin. Slavery, it doesn't matter. Slavery, nothing is greater than the death of Jesus Christ is the sin of the world. And we've been forgiven because of his death. And so, uh, but there's no forgiveness, and that's what he's saying. Second, black people are a conglomeration of disparate individuals. Black culture 
is code for pathological primitive ghetto people. But don't expect black people to assimilate to white social norms because black people have a culture of their own. And and so here's the thing that's funny. You know, uh, you and I both played football and I played baseball. And in the athletic world, I remember growing up and me and my uh, brothers who were had more melanin in their skin than I did, we loved each other. We were teammates, man. We 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 did we played together. We we you know we did social. We went to lunch together. We did stuff together, and we had social differences or cultural differences that were okay. We were okay with our differences. We loved each other, and we learned from each other. There's richness in the different cultures that God has put around the world, and I really learned that Taylor when I was going to Russia, to India, to uh, the Philippines, and Africa. Every culture I've been in, and I go into their worship service, they're all different. They all have different elements that they bring out, but they're all rich. And, you know, and, and Rick Rigsby's been on here before, and Rick is a, a, a big black guy from Texas, and he talks about, um, he made fun of me, said, I've never met a white guy who could take me to a good barbecue place. Mm-hmm. All right. He made that statement on air. And that doesn't bother me because, but, but because of wokeness, you know what they'd say? Well, it doesn't bother you because you're in the majority culture. Yeah. And another thing, too, about what they said there about culture, notice it says that, that it's the ghetto uh, culture that is the black, quote unquote, culture. And it's, it's a safeguarding of what a black culture should look like that has values that are are not the same as what the traditional black culture has held. Mm-hmm. And it is worth noting that that uh, cultivation of a uh, the ghetto culture in the black community has been put upon by white music executives and other people in entertainment to try to move the black culture into that. And then also with the lack of fathers in a home. Um, but if you look at what black culture was like before, you know, the 1970s, it was uh, had held the same values as the American culture at large. And that's something that has been changing for a long time. And well, they've been rewriting of that and saying that that's not the way it was. Yeah, exactly. And and that is the real heart of the issue. It's not about uh, the race. It is about the culture and what the the, the values of the culture, because the traditional black culture is not the same as what is being pushed and what is being changed into. Yeah, well, he goes on to say one, uh, another one is you must strive eternally to understand the experiences of black people, but you can never understand the experiences of black people of what it, or what it's like to be black. And if you think you can as a white person, you're a racist. So so there's no winning there. And that's his whole point. He's trying to say, he says, you need to show interest in multiculturalism, but do not culturally appropriate. What is not your culture is not for you. And you may not try it or do it. But if you aren't nevertheless interested, then you're a racist. So, so it, it's uh, it's all these different um, uh, ironies that that you you there's just no winning, um, well, and it makes for people who are trying to follow and trying to appease. Uh, it, it makes for ultimate confusion and and, and tries to in, inculcate and cultivate a sense of whatever you say. I'll just follow you blindly. You yeah, know, and that's what CRT and wokeness. That's what it, it demands of its adherents. Yeah, well, it does, and and all these go on. Here's here's one. 
Uh, you want to support black people in creating their own space and stay out of them. But you need to seek to have black friends. If you don't have any, you're a racist. If you claim any, they better be good friends. Just know that you still aren't allowed in their spaces. <laughs> All right. We are up against the break, so we will have to leave off there. We'll be back with more in just a second. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without you. I can never be, never be me without. That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about CRT looking at uh, a few books, uh, Christianity and Wokeness, as well as Fault Lines, uh, Christianity and Wokeness by Owen Strand and Fault Lines by Bodie Bauckham. We'll be looking at uh, those two works and talking about wokeness and, and uh, critical race theory throughout the month of August. If you have any questions or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, uh, Doug was reading from uh, Christianity and Wokeness a quote from, I can't remember who the quote was from, but basically. McWhorter. Yeah. It was a guy named McWhorter, John McWhorter. Um, and he uh, he was just talking about the, the, the ironies of woke ideology, and he listed out ten of them about how – there's no winning for the people right. who are in the um, majority group, yeah, basically. And, and one of the things he was saying was that, uh, you know, you must cultivate black uh, spaces but you and must not go into them, but you must also have black friends and, and this and that. And you were saying uh, during the break that you've had experience with that type of thought being uh, in the wider uh, in the culture at large. Well, well, what's been going on in our country? Like when we we were talking about what happened with Ahmad Arbery up in Georgia, or the the, the young man in um, in Missouri who actually uh, almost took an eye socket out of a police officer and was killed. Oh, uh, uh, Michael, Michael Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were having discussions about this with me and some people, and and the person disagreed with me about the police and about. The, the the facts of everything 
and they made the statement or asked the question. They said, "Well, yeah, but do you have any black friends?" And this was a white person. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it and it was gaslighting, is what it was. To like, I've got black friends, and so I'm understanding to there. But you know what? That's that's making a statement that all black people think that way. That's groupthink, mm-hmm. and not everybody believed that way. Yeah, and it's also when the standard for truth is not the universal the true truth right and then truth becomes subjective we get down into experiential and uh um and uh, i'm trying to think of the word yeah experiential truth right and that oh i have black friends so now i have the moral authority to speak on this issue yeah. regardless of what the universal truth is because universal truth does not exist in this culture anymore. no it's about anecdotal and, truth. and we you know most people wouldn't think that but that that type of thinking slips in because it's been piped in through you know the, all the all the cultural uh ways that we get information in, into the way that they think well this these things that are are saying he just made these 10 observations these are actual things that have happened statements that have been observed about this whole wokeness if you're white and only date white people you're a racist but if you're white and date a black person you are only deep down exotifying another mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean like um it, black people cannot be held accountable for everything every black person does but all whites must acknowledge their complicity in the uh the the bad things that have gone on throughout history regarding whiteness you know, you see the, the irony of that. And then black students must be admitted to schools via adjusted grade and test score standards to ensure representative numbers foster a diversity of views. But it's racist to assume a black student was admitted because of those racial preferences. So anyway, all that to say, there's there's just a lot of, of bad stuff in that woke ideology and we really need to be careful. We're going to continue to explore that the rest of the month. And uh, But I want to go to a couple of passages of Scripture today before we close out from Psalm to remind people, whether it's COVID, um, whether it's uh, uh, dealing with social justice or woke ideology or whatever it is, we cannot live in fear any longer. It is time for the church to rise up and be people who live by faith, not fear. And I want to uh, take you to, uh, first of all, Psalm 16, starting in verse 7. I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely, and you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever, and I will not be shaken. And even when I die, I will not be abandoned, but I will go through death into the path of eternal life, eternal joy, and eternal pleasure." I mean, that is so encouraging. That is God's word to us. And I think we forget that. We get so wrapped up in COVID or coronavirus or, you know, this or that, that we're fearful and we cannot live in fear. Uh, Psalm 55, another one, verse 22, cast your burden on Yahweh, on the, the one true living God. He will sustain you. 
He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Righteous, you know, Psalm 62 says it twice. Surely my soul in silence waits for God. From him is my salvation. Surely he's my rock and my salvation and my stronghold. And then in Psalm 112, and this is the last passage I want to read. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with a man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He's not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph over his adversaries. I mean, when I read those passages that I just read, and I think that our God is bigger than anything we could ever have to deal with, and we don't live like that anymore. We have stopped. We have been put down. We've been shut down. We've been locked down. And it's time for the church to say, our God reigns. We live by faith. We are not afraid. We do not live in fear. We don't have to be afraid. People, you don't have to stay locked into your homes. You don't have to be locked behind a mask. If you've been vaccinated, if you've been, you know, uh, had COVID, Don't let the fear-mongering create fear in your heart because our God reigns. He reigns, man. Yeah, and uh, don't be afraid of being called a racist for speaking the truth, you know, talking about this. I think that is something that, uh, you know, the church in general has been uh, very afraid of being called a bad name or being perceived to be some type of way. And and black uh, people in the church, black churchgoers have been afraid to be uh, called Uncle Tom, you know what I mean, and to be cast out. Like, if, look at, just look at Vody Bauckham, uh that hit piece on him. In effect, is uh, oh, no way this uppity fellow could have wrote this. He had to have stolen it from some white guy, you know what I mean? And, and they'll attack your character if you decide that you're not going to go and toe the party line on what it means uh, to be black. And as churchgoers, as followers of Christ, we shouldn't be afraid of being cast out of the wider culture and we should be concerned with being right with God and with his universal truth. Your skin color is always secondary to your connection to Jesus Christ. And if you have not lived by that way, it doesn't matter if you're white, brown, black, red, yellow. It doesn't matter. That is wrong. Our skin color, our ethnic background, our position in society— Um, our economic level, wherever we live at, if you think that makes you better than anybody else, that is sinful. You are important and valuable because you have the image of God on you and you're his child. If you are his child, that is the highest source of identity that you have to, uh, uh, you know, ascribe to anything below that is always secondary to that. So your allegiance is, to me uh, or to Taylor uh, or to anybody else is 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 
based on Christ above everything else. And if you allow other things, and I, I'll tell you, I've been in situations where that's happened, where people have looked down on me because of my skin color. I've been in meetings before and was not welcomed there because they didn't want me there because I was not the dominant part of that group. And I made it uncomfortable there, even though I was going to try to do a citywide thing. And it is hard. It gave me a little understanding, oh, to be honest with you, that I believe that some of my black brothers have experienced that too a lot when they've gone to places, and that shouldn't be that way. If somebody's a believer, then uh, – and I've experienced it over in Russia and other countries. I've experienced that with people who call themselves Christians, but they're in a denomination that doesn't believe that if you're not part of that denomination, you're not a believer. Mm. And and so I told them I'm there serving Jesus, and they're like, they don't want to talk to me because I'm not part of their group. Yeah, and, you know, I heard a pastor say this uh, on a clip that if you put a modifier in front of an identity, you're not that identity anymore. You are the modifier. So if you say, I'm a black Christian, no, you're black. If you say, I'm a white Christian, no, you're white. If you say, I'm a Baptist Christian, no, you're you are you're degrading what it is that you are by putting something above what should be your ultimate identity yeah and that is a mistake that i think far too many people make either consciously or more more likely subconsciously and uh that, that gets them into trouble and that's why there's a disconnect between the church well that's why when people ask me what denomination are you i say i follow jesus yeah because exactly. he's my king mm-hmm. that's who i follow and that's who i want you to know and if you're listening and you don't know him Get a Bible, start reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Ask him to reveal his son to you. And if you need a Bible, you can email me and I'll send you one at Doug at SWATradio.com. No king but Jesus. All right. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Tom Askell will be on, and uh, he, you, you want to tune into that because he's got a lot of good things to say. So see you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on past shows where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual